Hello, and welcome to another episode of Music and Therapy with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. How is everyone doing today? I am so excited to be here with you. I have had an amazing week. Yeah, this week I've been doing a lot of interviews for different podcasts and also doing interviews for my podcast. I have two of them, so I've been doing interviews for my Finding God podcast, and I've also been doing interviews for this podcast. We're going to have some amazing guests coming up within the next couple of weeks, and they're going to be talking about amazing things that you're going to be so interested in. So I have been very busy. I've also had to take some time out to re-enroll my kids in school. Now, for you guys who have listened to this podcast for the longest, you know that I absolutely hate, 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 hate re-enrolling my kids in school. You know, it's one of those things where I literally dread. So at the beginning of every school year, we have to re-enroll kids in the school system that I live in. And, or should I say in the county that I live. And it's okay, but I have three daughters. So not only do I have to re-enroll them, one kid, I have to re-enroll all three of my kids. And it's a lot of paperwork. It takes like 15 minutes for each child to re-enroll them. And yeah, granted, 15 minutes is not a lot of time. It has gotten better over the years. You can do it online. Not as time consuming because they do make it easy for parents to re-enroll. But I got three kids. And so I do it for my oldest daughter, my middle daughter, my youngest daughter. That's 45 minutes. And it drives me insane. And then I have to upload things from my computer. It is just a lot of work. So I finally did it the other day. Now, of course, as I do every single year, I procrastinate, I put it off, I make up excuses why it doesn't need to be done right now, and then finally one day, I'm just like, Kiana, get it done, and so I get it done. Because here's the thing, like, if you miss the cutoff to re-enroll your child, you have to enroll them all over again, and that is extra time, extra work, so it's just easier to re-enroll them. And if you miss the cutoff, you have to start all over from scratch. And I was not trying to do that again. <laughs> I did it one year. But after that, I learned my lesson. So I have been re-enrolling my kids. So I think the cutoff date for that is sometime next week. But I got it done um, last week. So I did it. And once I started to do it, it wasn't as bad. I don't know. For some reason, I always remember this experience as being terrible. It's always the worst experience of my life every single year. I'm just like, oh, it's going to be so bad. Because I make my, I keep reminding myself of how difficult it is. So, of course, it always seems like it's this huge mountain that I'm going to climb to re-enroll my kids in school. And then once I do it, I'm just like, oh, it wasn't that bad. But this is something I do every year. But I got it done. And I'm very excited about it. I'm very thrilled that I finally got it done. But I'm telling you this story not because it's a story that, okay, it's something I do every single year. But I want to talk about procrastination, okay? Every year, I procrastinate enrolling my kids in school. Every year. I tell myself it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. Oh, this is so bad. This is so terrible. I do this every year. And then when I actually do it, it's not as bad as I thought. It doesn't take as long as I always imagined, and I procrastinate for no reason. And I think that that is my thing, you know, I do this every year. But I'm sure that in your life there is something that you're procrastinating and you're putting off doing. 
there is something that you're telling yourself is going to be so much harder than it actually will be. And it's something that can either make your life better. It's something that might give you an opportunity to do something you otherwise wouldn't be able to do. It's something that could put you in a situation to have the things that you want. But because of procrastination and because you are afraid and you keep telling yourself how hard it's going to be and talking yourself out of doing these things, you are not living the life that you want to live. So think about me, okay? So the next time there's something that you want to procrastinate on, think about me procrastinating to put my kids in school every year. The next time you want to put off a goal because it seems too hard or it seems like it's going to be impossible to do, think about me and think about how once I always start the re-enrollment process to get my kids in school, how it's never that hard. The whole point of my story that I tell all the time is that we sometimes talk ourselves out of doing things that we want to do or doing things that would be good for us or talk ourselves out of our dreams and talk ourselves out of our goals because we tell ourselves about the obstacles instead of looking for solutions and just getting it done. I think the best thing that anybody can do when faced with a obstacle or faced with something that you're afraid to do is just to do it because you might be afraid. If you just do it, it may not be right. It probably won't be. But just think about all the times that people have done something and it wasn't right. But because they actually took the first step and they did it, they actually were able to learn a new skill or get a new job or do something that they didn't think was possible. It all starts with the first step. And that is the hardest thing to do. Take that first step. But you have to take a first step. You might not succeed at first, but then try again. Just because you didn't succeed the first time doesn't mean you won't succeed the second time. And here's the thing. If you try something the first time and it doesn't work, you'll know why it didn't work. And then you can tweak it and try it again the second time. So what I want to do with my conversation and with my talk and my story about how I procrastinate with my kids every single year is to encourage you to stop putting off whatever it is that you're putting off and you just do it. Go for it. Because you'll never know what can happen unless you try. And I guarantee that once you actually start doing the thing that you've put off doing, it's not going to be as hard as you thought it was. And you're going to be like, oh, why? I don't even know why I waited so long. And you will regret waiting so long, but you'll be happy that you did it. So that is my encouragement to you. If it's a dream, if it's a goal, if it's a relationship, if it's a promotion, whatever it is that you want and you're putting it off doing and or you are talking yourself out of doing because of negative self-talk, I encourage you just to go for it today and just do it. Now, if there's anything that you guys would like to talk about on the podcast, all you have to do is send me a message in either our Facebook group, which I would love for you to join, by the way, or our Facebook page. Either way is fine. However, I would love, love, love to have you guys join me in our Facebook group. We talk about amazing things. And I'm going to start doing some things there, but I'm waiting because you guys are there. So join my group and we can start talking about all the things that I want to talk about. And we can start doing some fun things to get to know each other and have a community where we are all working to improve our relationships and better ourselves in the process. And if you have not joined, it's never a better time than now to join the group. But if there's anything that you guys want to talk about, just send me a message, all of the links of ways to connect with me can be found in our show notes. So send me that link. So click on the link and then send me your idea. And I promise you that if you send me a message, I will do an episode about it. I might do a Facebook Live about it. Or I might do a segment about it. 
but I will definitely answer your question. I will definitely respond to your concerns and I will address the topics that you want me to address. So go ahead, send me a message. I can't wait to hear from you. month on the podcast, we are going to be doing some major work on ourselves and talking about how to start loving ourselves and having the relationships that we want to have. But the exciting thing about all of this is that it begins with you. Did you know that before you can love your spouse or your kids, you have to love yourself? Now, I'm not saying that if you don't love yourself, you can't be a good parent because you can. But what I'm saying is that when you love yourself and take care of yourself, then you can pour into someone else, you know, your kids, your spouse, your relationships, for example. So according to Dr. Kristen Meek, the pioneer of self-compassion research, she describes self-compassion as treating yourself with the same kindness, concern, and support you show to a friend. So when faced with difficult life struggles or confronting personal mistakes, failures, or inadequacies, self-compassion responds with kindness rather than harsh self-judgment. Recognizing the imperfection is part of us being human. It is part of the human experience. And that was from Nerf and Dunn, 2015. So self-compassion just means that we treat ourselves the way we would want someone else to treat us. Treating yourself with self-compassion is important for the following reasons. First, it decreases your anxiety and your depression. You are happier. Well, of course you're happier because you're more compassionate to yourself. You recover from stress faster and it's easier for you to make healthy lifestyle changes. These are all things that happen when you make a decision to be self-compassionate to yourself. Now, I know a lot of times we... I, you know, I've always wondered, why is it that we can be so kind to other people, so understanding to other people, even to the detriment of our own happiness and well-being and self-esteem? But we can put everybody else first and be so kind to them, but we're not kind to ourselves. We are our own worst critics. We judge ourselves harsher than anybody else could. We are more critical of ourselves. And I think it's because we expect ourselves to be perfect. Maybe you grew up in a home where this is what was expected of you. You had to do it. And if you made any type of mistake, you were punished or you were treated harshly. I don't know. But so many times we treat ourselves the way other people have taught us to treat ourselves. So if you were raised in a home where abuse was prevalent, then you're not going to be able to treat yourself kindly because you don't really know how to do that because you were never treated that way. If you were raised in a home where there were so many expectations you're not going to be able to accept your failures and your mistakes because you weren't allowed to make them when you were growing up. So sometimes the way we learn to treat ourselves is the way other people have taught us to love ourselves. So today we're going to throw aside all of those things and all of those ways that people have taught us to treat ourselves and to love ourselves. And we are going to do things differently. So here's what we're going to do. When I talk about self-compassion, I want you to think about what it would be like if you met a friend. And that friend, of course, is going to be you. How would you treat your best friend? How would you think about your best friend? What are some things that you would think about your best friend? 
How would you spend time with your best friend? These are all things to think about when you're thinking about treating yourself with self-compassion and being kind to yourself. Now, there are three aspects of self-compassion, and they are mindfulness, which means you're having an open mind, you're curious, you're non-judging, and you're not over-identifying with any negative story about yourself. Another aspect of self-compassion is self-kindness. So you treat yourself kindly rather than harshly. You extend the same care and support to yourself that you would to a good friend or a loved one. And finally, common and human. In self-compassion, you allow yourself to be human. You allow yourself to make mistakes and you learn from them, knowing that as humans, we are not perfect, nor should we be expected to act flawlessly. And I think this is important because as women sometimes, and even as guys, so as mothers and fathers and all these roles and titles that we have, we expect ourselves to be perfect. There have been a lot of times when I remember when my kids were really young, like, oh, they're crying, I don't know what to do, but I was stressing out because I wanted to be perfect. I didn't want them to cry. I wanted them to have whatever they needed. I wanted to be the perfect parent without making any mistakes, but just let it be a flawless experience for them. But it didn't happen that way. Now, of course, my kids haven't had any severe traumatic issues or anything that have happened to them. But there have been times where I was like, sit down and be quiet. There have been times I may have yelled at my kids or told them to sit in time out and maybe forgot them in time out. Those things have happened. But instead of beating myself up over these things, I instead learned to treat myself kindly. Because before, I would beat myself up over these things. Like, oh, I should have done better. I should have been a better mom. I shouldn't have forgot about her in time out. But you know, these things happen, especially when you have multiple kids and you're doing multiple things like work and school. Things happen, but it is about learning. So instead of staying where you are and not being kind to yourself, it's important to learn and understand that we're human. Expect yourself to make mistakes because they're going to happen and then learn from them. Realize that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be the perfect wife. You don't have to be the perfect mother. You don't have to be the perfect sister, friend. You cannot be perfect and you don't have to be. So being kind to yourself means stop expecting so much from yourself in form of perfection. And treat yourself with kindness and realize that you're human and you're going to make mistakes. I think another reason that we are not compassionate to ourselves is because we don't feel as if we deserve it. Or maybe we don't know how to love ourselves. So if you are looking for ways to be compassionate to yourself, then here are some things that you can do right now to begin practicing self-compassion with yourself. So the number one thing you can do is recognize that you are experiencing emotional distress or mental suffering. Adopt a mindful attitude in which you deliberately pay attention to like your inner experience, your thoughts, your focus, and your stress level so that you can notice when you are beginning to shift into a negative state. The moment you realize that you're thinking negative thoughts about yourself or feeling anxiety, stop and say to yourself, this is a difficult moment or I'm feeling distressed in my mind and my body. It's important to do this because instead of minimizing your feeling like, okay, just stop feeling this way, get through this task or get through your day, it's important to take some time to realize that there's a problem. Your body is telling you to calm down. Your body is telling you to wait. Your body is telling you, I'm not okay. Once you realize that your body is telling you that you're not okay, it's important to stop and take that moment, however long you need to take, 
and make sure that before you start another task that you're not feeling stress and you're not feeling this anxiety and it's important not to minimize your feelings because your feelings are there to help you recognize what is going on in your body so a form of self-care is to recognize your feelings and to be able to feel comfortable enough to admit that you are not okay another part of self-compassion means accepting that the feeling is there so in order to accept that a feeling is there you have to make a conscious decision to sit down with any negative feeling that is there and try to accept it now this is hard because sometimes you don't want to do that i know when i used to be upset i used to tell myself kiana just get over it it's not a big deal and try to move on but that was not the right way to deal with it and was i being kind to myself no i was not being kind to myself so once i decided to sit with my frustrations or sit with my anger figure out why am i so mad about this what am i angry about i began to realize that it wasn't necessarily what someone said that made me mad maybe it was a situation maybe it was something that happened before and then once i realized what it was i was able to deal with that negative thought and then after i dealt with that negative thought i was able to feel it understand it, know why I was feeling it, and then move on. And at first it was really hard because when you acknowledge how you're feeling, it's a scary situation. Your body feels tense, you feel uncomfortable, and you feel uncomfortable because we don't acknowledge what's going on around us. Any uncomfortable feeling we have, we like to push to the side, disregard it, or find a way to deal with it or minimize it. But when you actually accept your feelings, and sit with your feelings and understand what is going on, then it's uncomfortable. But think about it like this. Now, for those of you who have kids, you know we all have been in situations where your child was throwing a tantrum, screaming, crying, and just having a meltdown. And at that moment, I can imagine, I know I used to sit down with my kids and get on their level and be like, okay, what is wrong? What is going on? And the crazy thing about it is they could not tell me. They're like, I don't know. And so I would get frustrated, but that's how we are. Like we have meltdowns as adults and we don't know what's going on. And instead of sitting down and processing what's going on, we try to move on to the next thing. And as all of us with kids know, it does not help if you tell your kids, stop crying, come on, you're being a baby, come on, let's go. That does not help. So why do you tell yourself, oh, it's nothing, it's no big deal, move on, you know? So the thing is, when you are feeling these feelings, it's good to accept these feelings, sit down, take some time out, think about what's going on, what's making you feel upset, what's making you feel anxious, what triggered that feeling, what triggered that emotion. And once you can identify that, then, and only then, do I suggest that you move on to the next thing. So being kind to yourself means recognizing your feelings, accepting them, sitting with them, and understand what's going on and why you're feeling this way before you move on to something else. Being kind to yourself also means not to minimize your feelings because minimizing feelings does not help anyone. And think about it like this. So imagine how you might feel if you saw your loved one experiencing a similar situation. Would you just ignore how they were feeling? Would you just disregard how they're feeling? Or would you take time to comfort them? And I think that's where it comes in. We have to look at ourselves and treat ourselves as we would treat a loved one or a close friend because you will comfort them. So when you're experiencing these issues and these feelings, then it's important for you to comfort yourself and direct your self-compassionate mindset toward yourself. 
So if you notice any resistance to your thoughts or of something like, I don't deserve compassion, acknowledge it. And then try to direct compassion to yourself anyway. Because you may not want to ask yourself why you think other people deserve it more than you, but it's something that you have to ask. You are worthy. You deserve self-compassion too. And the same compassion that you give to other people, you can definitely give to yourself. If self-compassion is hard for you, then I encourage you to challenge your negative story about yourself. Sometimes we have a perception of ourselves that's not true. And it's not true because it's not who we are. We sometimes don't know ourselves and we're just taking all of these things that people are telling us. Like, you're lazy, you're not good enough, you'll never do this, whatever it is. And especially if you experience past trauma or you were caught in a stressful situation, then it's going to be hard for you to see yourself for who you really are. Instead of blaming yourself for things that have happened in the past, you're going to have to realize that it wasn't your fault. But this takes a lot of time. And so this takes you challenging the negative story about yourself. So one of the things that I like to do when we're talking about changing the narrative of your story, now we all know we cannot go back in the past and change what happened, right? But it's okay because what has happened in the past has already happened. So it's important for you to look at those things, the things that have happened in the past, but they don't define who you are at all. It doesn't mean that your story is not going to be a good story just because those negative things happen. That was that moment, but it doesn't mean that's where you are now. And it's important to find a way to challenge that interpretation. So if you acted in an unhealthy or irresponsible way, um, ask yourself if there were circumstances that influenced your behavior. Because so many times in our subconscious, we do things because it's either something that we are expected to do or something that has happened to us in our childhood that makes us think it's okay to do these things. So you have to see what it was that influenced your behavior. Perhaps you experienced a past trauma or perhaps something bad happened to you. Now is the time for you to try to learn from these experiences rather than beat yourself up over them. Other ways to challenge the story is to ask yourself if you're seeing things in black or white. So what that means is like if you're being too judgmental or if you're seeing the situation from only one perspective and not the other. So are there other kind of ways to view the situation? Are you expecting yourself to be perfect rather than allowing yourself to be human? One way I like to look at things. So there are times when I, of course, because I'm human, you know, we all make mistakes or we do something that's irresponsible. Maybe you buy something where you probably should have saved your money for a bill or I don't know what the case may be. Let's just say there are times when we do things that may not be the best choices or the best decision to make. So when these things happen, instead of saying, oh, you're so dumb, you're so stupid, instead, recognize the reason why you made that decision. It could have been because you were afraid of something. Maybe it was because you were feeling insecure. Maybe you were feeling stressed out. And maybe these are just ways of coping that you've always used but didn't recognize it. So instead of sitting down and feeling as if you made a mistake or, oh, I'm just so immature and talking negative self-talk to yourself, think about why you did it. And then based on why you did it, address those emotions and those feelings and address why you made that decision. Because when you figure out the why, then it's easy to figure out how to cope better the next time. So understand why you made that decision and change the negative story about yourself. Also remember that everybody messes up from time to time. 
So it's tempting to think that you're just messing up by yourself while everyone else is perfect. When in fact, the most successful people make serious mistakes. Think about all the mistakes politicians make. But making a mistake doesn't undo all your accomplishments. I know a lot of people who make mistakes, but those mistakes help them to learn to do better and to make better decisions. And they've reached a lot of things, a lot of their goals. They're very successful. And it happened because they made mistakes. But instead of beating themselves up over those mistakes, they took them as lessons learned and moved forward. Now, according to Kristen Neff, she cites common humanity as an aspect of self-compassion. So as humans, we're learning, we're developing. We are not perfect. We don't know everything. And so sometimes when you're doing things for the first time, like parenthood or marriages or whatever the case may be, we make mistakes. But you have to understand it's a learning process. It's not necessarily a mistake. It may have been a bad decision. But as long as you learn from it, it is never a failure. So remember that when you're thinking about being compassionate to yourself. You also have to forgive yourself. Now, why does this sound like you're dealing with a friend? Oh, because this is how you would treat your friend, and this is how you're also supposed to treat yourself. Forgiveness is key in anything. In relationships, you have to forgive. In friendships, you have to forgive. Even at your job, sometimes there are times when you have to forgive. So when you have to forgive everybody else, why not forgive yourself? If you have a behavior, or if your behavior has hurt you or someone else in the past, ask yourself what it would take to forgive yourself. Then think about whether you want to apologize and make amends to the person you hurt. So if you hurt yourself through addictive behavior, avoidance, ruining relationships, self-sabotage, or otherwise behaving unwisely, make a coping plan for the next time you're in a similar situation so that you can begin to act differently. Use self-talk to encourage yourself and be positive. And I say this because self-talk is good. It has helped me through a lot of things. I remember I used to have, I used to be afraid to, um, share anything that I did with other people because in my mind it wasn't good enough it wasn't perfect so I wouldn't share any music that I did I wouldn't share any stories that I wrote anything that I did I was very reluctant to share it with people so as I got older I realized this and so I would say things like Keanu you just have to do it so yeah there are some things that I put out into the world that were not a hundred percent but I didn't do it because of that I did it because I needed to get past the fear of putting something out there because I was so afraid that it wasn't good enough. So what I would do is whenever I started to feel that way, I started saying things to myself, Keanu, it's really good. It's not perfect, but you'll do better the next time. Or I would say things like, Keanu, you did a really good job. It's okay. You really did a good job. And I began to encourage myself. And I noticed that the more I encouraged myself, the more confident I felt, the less afraid I felt to share my thoughts with people or my ideas with people or even my music or anything that I did. And I stopped beating myself up over the fact that it wasn't perfect. Now, there was a time when I would I had to record my own songs for the podcast because something happened. The person I used to go to, I was not available. There was something that would happen that didn't allow me to get to the studio as often. And as we all know, we have been dealing with the pandemic for the past 15, 16, 17 months. So, of course, that was also another obstacle that stopped me from going to the studio as much as I liked. So, I was having to record songs in my closet and try to mix them and master them. And I am not the best at it. And at first, I was afraid to put it out. But then I was like, you know what? You're going to get better. 
this is not where it is. So I would make sure the song sounded presentable and then I would put it out into the world because you're going to get better. And just because you're not perfect now doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to achieve something or succeed eventually. And that's the thing that I love about life. You don't have to be perfect in this moment, but the more you do it, the better you get. And so when you use self-talk to encourage yourself, you can let yourself know it's okay. I made a mistake. It's okay. I can change. Things can be better the next time. I can do something differently. Because it's funny because we think that what we do and our negative choices and decisions that we make now are something we're going to continually do. No, we can change from one moment to the next. We can change our thinking, change how we look at things. We can develop a growth mindset and understand that it is okay to make mistakes or for something not to be perfect because we can do better the more we do it the more we practice the more we try the more successful we'll be at succeeding whatever it is we're trying to do so using self-talk to encourage yourself is key to giving yourself compassion now i would also like to say that if you are still struggling after these little uh, suggestions that i've given you and you still think it's going to be very difficult then there is no shame in talking to a therapist or a life coach because these people are there to help you. And I will just be honest and tell you, I've talked to a therapist before. And I talked to them not because I let things get to a point where I couldn't handle things and things were terrible. No, I realized that this was an area in my life that I didn't know how to fix or I needed help in because I couldn't figure it out. So I went and talked to someone. And after a couple sessions, we talked about it. And then I was given tools to help me deal with that situation. There have been times where I had an argument with my husband and I would be like, okay, I don't see where he's coming from. I don't understand his point of view. And I would go talk to my therapist about it because I realized that sometimes I don't always see where another person is coming from. I may say that I do, but I honestly don't. And it's hard for me sometimes, especially in situations where I feel like I'm right to see where someone else is coming from. But when you go and talk to someone and you're able to hear another person's point of view on the situation, get a different perspective, then you can understand where someone else is coming from and maybe have a better understanding about why this person was upset, what happened in that argument, and how to fix it. And when I say fix it, like you can't make things perfect, but you can understand and be more understanding and compassionate to them. But before you can be compassionate to someone else, you have to be secure in yourself and be compassionate to yourself because then you can understand how to share this compassion that you have for yourself with someone else. So that is why I suggest that if you have experienced a trauma in your childhood that's not allowing you to be compassionate to yourself, then you may want to talk to a therapist. Or if being kind to yourself is a hard thing for you to do because of other situations that have happened to you, then talking to a therapist or a counselor might be the best thing for you to do so that they can help you experience compassion to yourself. And they can also help you navigate through your negative narrative and show you how to change that and how to move forward in your life. Now, remember, none of this is going to be easy because if it was going to be as easy thing that you could do in an instant, then I'm pretty sure everybody would be doing it. But it's not going to be easy. It's actually going to be hard. But it's important for you to begin taking that first step toward healing and restoration. Then once you begin to show yourself self-compassion, then and only then will you be able to truly love someone else the way they need to be loved. Then and only then will you be able to truly feel and pour into someone because you are full 
and you are not giving from a place of want because you're already filled. Now, the song that we're going to listen to today is called Moving On, and it's about a woman who has learned to love herself and is moving on from a bad relationship. It wasn't supposed to end this way. Our love was so strong, I thought it would stay. But people and things got in the way. Now I have no words to say. What started out so beautiful was easily erased. You said that we should. podcast i would like to thank BetterHelp for their continued support of the music and therapy podcast BetterHelp is a counseling online service and they are there to help you 
Their goal is to help people become the best version of themselves that they can be, which is in line with what we want to do here at Music and Therapy. So I'm extremely happy to work with them. Now, BetterHelp is not a do-it-yourself kind of thing. It's not one of those things that you do for self-help. BetterHelp is actually licensed counselors and trained professionals who are there to help you navigate through the most difficult times in your life. BetterHelp has licensed professional therapists and counselors who are knowledgeable and certified in their area of study. For example, here are some of the things I love about BetterHelp. It's not a traditional wait in the office kind of thing. You can meet with them online. So because it's online, people can meet with them in the United States, people can meet with them in Europe, and in Africa. They can help anyone anywhere in the world. Why? Because they are online. They are flexible. You can talk to a counselor within 24 to 48 hours of signing up for services. They will match you with someone who will be able to help you. You can talk to a professional who has a specific expertise that may not be in your area. Why? Because they are online. Another thing that I love about BetterHelp is that they actually help people who don't have the money or resources to get counseling. And that's the thing that I love. So there's like, they're not holding counseling back from you because you may not be able to afford it, especially if you have lost your job because of the pandemic or have financial issues. They have scholarships available. They even have financial aid available so that you can get the help that you need if you are desperately in need for help. BetterHelp is available and BetterHelp is willing to help and serve you. So if you would like to get more information about BetterHelp or sign up for services, what you can do is click the link in the show notes and in the link, that's the link to BetterHelp. And we also have a promo code. And the great thing about the promo code is that if you put in music and vibes, that's our promo code, they will give you 10% off of your first month of service. So if you are in need of better help, H-E-L-P, go check it out. Click the link in the show notes, put in the promo code, and you will be on your way to begin the process of healing. I would also like to thank you guys so much for listening to me. I enjoy our time. I can't tell you enough how much I enjoy hanging out with you, spending time with you. So thank you guys so much for listening. It's appreciated, and I just love you guys. Thank you so much. Now, on that note, I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's not the same without you. I miss you. I want you in the group. So go ahead and join our Facebook group, and it's easy to do. There's a link in the show notes. Click on the link and join and I made it easy so that anybody can join you don't have to wait for approval you don't have to wait for anything just click the link put join and you are in so I hope I see you in the Facebook group soon because that would just be amazing join our Facebook group I also want to encourage you to follow the podcast on Spotify or Apple Music or iTunes wherever you're listening go ahead and follow the podcast also leave me a comment I would love to hear your thoughts on the show And then I also want to encourage you to share the podcast with a friend. There are people out there who need to hear some of what we're talking about. And because you are able to listen to it, and if you know someone who needs to hear what we're talking about, go ahead, share the podcast with a friend. Sharing is caring. By sharing, you are sharing the podcast. You're helping to grow our community. And you're also caring enough about your friends and your neighbors to share and let them know, hey, these are just some things that you can try out if you are dealing with these issues. 
Now, if you guys want to contact me, it's easy to do. I have all of that information in the show notes. It says join me on social media. So yeah, click on any one of those links. You can send me a message. You can DM me. Whatever you want to do, you can go ahead and do that. And I promise you, if you send me a message, I will respond to you. I think that's all I have to tell you. If you guys think anything else, send me a message. Let me know. Any questions you want answered, go ahead and let me do that. So have an amazing week. Enjoy your time with family and friends. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Cheated.